Ladies and gentlemen, what we have in this world is a problem. Rashani, what up? It's Evo from Twitter. Um, I'm just starting the most recent show, Mortal Man, and I'm getting into the uh, portion with the news clips. See, I'm at the direct beginning of the show, and I somehow missed the notification to call in about the show, but um, neither here nor there. Anyways, uh, fuck Aaron Burnett, because she knows damn well she would not call her son uh, a thug if he was out there looting, which probably if he was in Baltimore, he was looting, because there's a ton of fucking white people out there that are looting. Also, um, fuck Rand Paul and his whole message that black fathers need to be you know, involved in their children's lives. Motherfucker, you got a 23-year-old kid that's been slapped with three, count them, one, two, three drinking charges. Two of them coming on at the age of 21. One of them involving assaulting a fucking stewardess or flight attendant correction on an airline. His bitch ass should have been locked up in jail because that is a federal offense post 9-11. How'd he get out of that? Oh, because daddy's a fucking politician. Uh, also, fuck Hillary Clinton because you know gut and well she wasn't going to say shit if she was running for president, because she didn't say shit earlier in the other cases, she waited until President Obama said something, and then she decided she wanted to open her mouth, and then that's when she just decided to repeat whatever Barack Obama said. So, fuck all these politicians, because they all serve in lip service. They ain't about shit. Now, shouts out to the prosecutor that's actually about to get the job done versus these six thugs. Yes, those cops are fucking thugs. They are cowards with badges. Three white cops, three black cops, so one of them also happens to be a woman, and um, whoever Goodson is, because I was looking at the charges, he's the one that really did some fucked up shit, because he's the only one with the charge that involves the frame heart that's looking at 30 years. Everybody else has man, too. I do predict some of these cops do start rolling over, because I guarantee you they fucked up a lot of people, and they ain't looking forward to being a gym cop. So... Shout out to the prosecutor for doing her job. The mayor, who I think is up for election next year, I'm not sure about that, but obviously she's doing political shit so she can kind of keep her job. The citizens of Baltimore need to get her the fuck up out of there because you can tell where her loyalties lie, and that's with the uh, police unions. Speaking of police unions, fuck the Baltimore police union, fuck the New York City police union, fuck the Chicago police union, fuck all y'all. Y'all don't run shit. You serve at the pleasure of the taxpayers, and we do not take pay taxes to get our asses beat. And yet, black people pay taxes. When you go to the store and you buy something, you are paying a tax on said item. That goes to the city that you're in. We don't pay taxes to fucking get beat. There is no reason as a black man that I should have to fear for any of my nephew's safety or my own safety every time I see a fucking police car because you know these motherfuckers is on a power trip. I'm gonna finish up by saying this. Yes, people, people, uh, peaceful protests are necessary in certain events, but guess what? When motherfuckers ain't hearing you because they can turn off peaceful protests, you put a foot in their ass. When you're marching downtown and you got these white boys that want to antagonize you, they'll antagonize you you knock them the fuck out. We are not docile people. We're going to get you, we'll let you get away with a certain amount of stuff. After that, it's time to put a foot in your ass because the only thing that America understands is violence. This is America, land of the violence, home of the racist. We take everything by violence. So guess what? We want our rights. We want our respect. We're going to have to take it. And after we're done taking it, then they will learn to fucking respect us. They fear us because they know that we should be fucking them up in the first place. But we're not. We're being nice. The time for that shit is running out. The time for young people just sitting here listening, seeing we shall overcome, that shit is running out. 
the Martin Luther King shit that they want to quote, that time is up. The Malcolm X time of by any means necessary, we gonna take this shit, you're going to give me my respect, that time is coming. So, hope motherfuckers understand, this shit ain't gonna get no easier. And heads are gonna have to roll, and shit's gonna have to get burnt down because they only respect the money until shit changes. So, don't burn down your own neighborhood, you hit them where the money's at. The moment you start hitting where the money's at, and you make people scared about the money that's pouring into the rich portions of the community, shit will change. Till then, they're like, fuck y'all, you can go live in your hood, you can go live in your war-torn, Beirut-looking area that you call home. Just keep that shit out of downtown. Keep that out of the business district. That's where it needs to be hit. Don't go hit your home. That's why the cops are around wherever the expensive places need to be protected. Same thing you saw it in, um, in Ferguson. They protect where the rich shit is. They protect where the money is. You can burn down your own home. They don't care. Burn down the rich shit. Get your respect. One. Single. Simulcast. Single Simulcast, episode 182. Rashani, Fat Man Wild. You can probably hear from the voice that um, it's been a long two weeks. Um, I don't know what's going on out here in Cali, but uh, uh, a flu, like just a bad, bad bug, has really just ravaged Sacramento. Um, one of the kids on my basketball team got it a few weeks back, and literally everybody that I know um, except for Triple Kenny everybody else has been hit with it in some way shape or form Um, and so if you're out here in Cali be safe uh, be cautious um, drink orange juice eat your vitamins say your prayers brother all that kind of stuff because it's real out there right now and um, this is this is how I talk. <laughs> uh, shouts out to Evo for that voicemail. Um, voicemail was actually done directly after the Mortal Man episode came out, as you heard. Um, but I've been down and out for about two weeks, so I wasn't able to do anything. By the way, Jetbag and Black Pack niggas, I ain't forgot. If you want to check us out, which you can do on many different places I appreciate it. if you want to share it with your friends I appreciate that you can check us out at singlesimulcast.com which is still the movement you can check us out on iTunes and Stitcher you can check us out on Podomatic um, you can check us out on TuneIn Radio and at some point I'm going to understand how the Clamor thing works and I'm going to be able to get us set up there as well um, I just got a real problem y'all I do. I got a I got a real problem with um this thing that I heard about recently where Mitt Romney fought Evander Holyfield and I don't think anybody else has a problem with it like I have a problem with it. But my problem is big. And 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 I know it was for charity and all of this kind of stuff, but I, I just have a problem with I just have a problem with a 
former heavyweight champion of the world. I just have a problem with him not being able to stand toe-to-toe with Mitt Romney. I have a big problem with it. Um, I'm not saying that it's... Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I have a problem with the fact that Mitt Romney actually knocked down Evander Holyfield in their fight. I have a problem with the fact that their fight was in Salt Lake City. There's no black people in Salt Lake City. There was nobody to cheer for Evander Holyfield in Salt Lake City. Unless he bust his 29 kids up there to watch him, there was one person in the audience that was cheering for him, and that's his trainer. And there's a whole bunch of white people sitting there wanting to see this happen, and I've got a problem with that. I've got a problem with the fact that a Republican is beating up on Evander Holyfield in front of an all-white audience and knocking him out. And actually, Mitt Romney, this fight went for two rounds. And I'm saying fight as, 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 deris- as, derisively, as derisively as possible. I am. Because it wasn't. And it was for charity and all of that. But Mitt Romney got the first round. Mitt Romney won the first round in this boxing match. And I've got a problem with that. I understand this for charity and blah, 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 and wah, 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 and all that. But Mitt Romney, who is 62 years old, knocked down Evander Holyfield and then stood over him. And as a black man, I got a problem with that. I don't know if anyone else does. I don't really know how your minds work but seeing a picture of Evander Holyfield face down ass up as Mitt Romney stands over him walking towards him like I'm gonna give you more not in a sexual connotation but just I'm gonna give you more of this butt kicking that just irritates me there is no way in the world that Mitt Romney should ever be able to do anything to Evander Holyfield Mitt Romney weighs 179 pounds. Evander Holyfield weighs 236 pounds. And it was about to raise money for Charity Vision, which fights violence in some of the poorest countries in the world. I understand that. But the way that they just, the way that they brought this together just makes me feel sick inside. And I'm already sick, so that's saying something. Check this out. Hi, I'm Mitt Romney, and you may recognize me from television or the news or just around town. You've heard my critics say that I'm out of touch, that I'm stiff, that I just don't relate to people. For years, I've been listening to garbage like that. By the way, not only are they playing the classical music in the background, but they show him petting his dog, which I'll get into later, maybe, I don't know, I'll probably forget, and reading his book, No Apologies, while sitting in a um, mansion surrounded by snow-capped mountains. But please continue. And I decided to fight back. How do you do that? By taking on the former heavyweight champion of the world. So again, let me pause this. I'm going to pause throughout this just to point these things out that I have an issue with. He's been told that he's stiff and that he's out of touch and that he just doesn't relate to people. And for years, he's been listening to the garbage like that. 
And so he decided to fight back. And the way that he's going to fight back, I don't know if you caught this. The way that he fights back is by beating up a big, strong black man. I don't know if anyone else caught that. But me. That he's been told that he's out of touch and stiff and he doesn't relate to people by Democrats. By black men and black women and 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 people who see him for what he is, and so he got beat by a black man for the presidency, and so he's going to beat up a black man for charity. Does anybody, you know what? I train every day for people a lot tougher than Mick Rodney. Does he even work out? have to go out and do the best that I can. You may think this is just a joke, but I'm taking this very seriously. Seriously. What's going on here is that they show Mitt Romney. Again, you heard the whole classical music undertones and background music and him playing with his dog and reading his book and snow-capped mountains and all that. They're showing Evander Holyfield in this video working out quite like they show Clubber Lang training in Rocky Three. In a gym, lifting weights, snarling, looking like a dangerous black man. No? Okay, cool. Hello? That's what they said. Two legends go head to head. I'm just reading this to you because it's, you know, it's on screen typed out. I said, bad day. I got to be the very best. I believe I can do it. Well, it's true. I, I don't have much of a right hook. But when I get somebody's ear, I can be pretty formidable. Because, you know, Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear. Ha, 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 ha. Fuck you, Mitt. Now, they show Evander Holyfield in his house. I guess that was his house because they had a picture of him and his family in there. So, yeah, that was his house. Mitt Romney, they show fully in a suit. Like I said, classical music behind him, um, snow-capped mountains. I'm going to keep going back to the snow-capped mountains because the snow-capped mountains, I don't know if y'all think like I do, but when I think snow-capped mountains, it just makes me think about peace and white people, Aspen, you know, places where black folks don't tend to be at, snow-capped mountains. So he's saying that I am ensconced in this fortress that black folks cannot get to classical music uh book dog they got evander holyfield sitting in a kitchen that looks like it's on home and garden tv for property brothers he's wearing a tank top he looks sweaty in the picture he just looks like a sweaty black dude and this was wrong from the jump. He'll throw punches, but I'm too quick, too agile for him. Mick, you can't run. When he said that, they showed a video of him getting punched in the face by Mike Tyson. Run, you can't hide. Come get your whooping. They show Mitt Romney in a gym punching a bag as hard as he can, surrounded by white trainers. They show Evander alone in the gym, lifting weights, looking like a savage. And everybody in Mitt's camp is smiling while he's working out and all that kind of stuff. Nobody sees this. 
In all seriousness, Evander and I are coming together to support an extraordinary effort. Last year, Charity Vision performed almost 40,000 surgeries in some of the poorest countries in the world. We're coming together on May 15th to raise money so that we can do the same kind of work next year. We hope you'll support us. So, um, it's all fine and dandy that if they had just done it like that and done the charity event and Mitt had gone out there and gotten his fucking ass whooped, would have been just fine. But no, Mitt goes out and wins, dog. That's the problem. That's the thing I have an issue with. The fact that he went out there and won. I don't, I don't. I guess, I guess. Mitt Romney, here's what happened in the fight. Mitt Romney won the first round. Okay, knocked out. Evander knocked him down and all that kind of stuff. Stood over him, showed his dominance over black men. And then in the second round, Mitt Romney's wife, Anne, Anne Romney, threw in the towel. And so the fight was over. So what you saw in this charity event wasn't a long, lengthy, drawn-out event. Wasn't an intense tete-a-tete between two men of equal caliber wasn't a sparring match between two people who respected each other. No. What you saw was a rich white man beat up a black dude and knock him down in the first round. The very first thing you see happen is the white man knocking down the black man and standing over him. And then the second thing you see is his trainer, his Wife was his trainer. (laughs) Yeah, she was his corner person. Throwing in the towel. Evander didn't really get anything done. And threw in the towel. That doesn't mean that you won. That doesn't mean, I mean, in real boxing, when you throw in the towel, that means somebody's getting beat bloody. Matt didn't get beat bloody. Matt didn't get nothing. Evander got knocked down, though. I need y'all to see what I see. I need y'all to see what I see. Fat man, go ahead and play that song that you know goes with something like this. A single simulcast. I am Phoenix Kalita. I represent Gorilla Feminism Chicago, and I once won a Nobel Peace Prize in Awesomeness, and that is why you should listen to Single Simulcast. Trump and 
Atlantic City. Yo, you got to, you wanna bust dude up. Yeah, you can be my trainer. Word up, I'm rough like a freight train, smooth like ice, and yo, just straight up, I think I can beat Mike Tyson. Man, you can beat him, man. Yo, man, word you can be up. Man. You know, I put on a couple pounds, man, we can do this, you can man. Do it. I was doing. Before then, I had never heard reporters booing. Cameras flashing. I was in the middle. I didn't want to look dumb, so I exaggerated a little. I said, uh, I've been training 20 hours a day, lifting big old cars and big bales of hay. And I jogged 10,000 miles every morning, thinking about Mike and my moment of glory. I drink water, 20 gallons of pop, and I can throw a Volkswagen a whole half block. And four million sit-ups in a minute. I ain't lying, I did it. The general public thought I was a fool. I was getting dissed, but I, I guess that was cool. Well, you know, getting dissed is never good, but I was even getting dissed in my own neighborhood. I was at the corner at the top of my block. There was a couple of people standing outside of the barbershop. It was Lawrence, my barber and friend, and he yelled out, Hey, Frank, you can win. I said, really? And I stopped the chat. You can beat him, man, if you hit him with a bat. <laughs> you gonna get wrecked, but you can have your juice when you break your neck. Everybody was laughing out loud. I thought at least my own grandma would be proud. I went to her house and snuck in and surprised her. I heard her on the phone. It's fight day, and man, am I hype. Whoa, I can't wait to see Mike. Boy, I'm hype, ready to do my thing. Trump Castle Casino. Hustling and jabbing for a second. I look good out there, but then Mike brought reality my worst nightmare. One punch that's all it took. He hit me in my ribs and my inside shook. Now, how can I say this and be a little discreet? Let's just say that my bowels released. I called time out and went back to my corner. Said to my coat, ain't no way I'm going to hell back out there, man. You can't forget it. My body's like a punching bag and Mike is going to They tried to make me go meet my doom, but I sucker punched my coach and hauled to my dressing room. The next day, the headline in the town, Fresh Prince breaks camp, Tyson wins first round. Some fool asked why I ran away. I said, a good run is better than a bad stand any day. My career is off as far as fighting, but I don't know what made me think I could beat Mike Tyson. Hey, Leroy. Yeah? Did you see the fight? Did you see the fight? The, the, the football player. The, the boxer, come on, man. I was at the fight last night. I paid four. I'm Kid Awesome. And I'm Triple Kenny. And you're listening in the Single Song Cast. Yeah, yeah, love, brown sugar. About to set it like, yeah, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, yo. Just my mic so I can touch it up right quick. Show me how Brooklyn do, you know what I mean? 
Listen, yo, let's start it up. Let's get it flowing. Let's make a move. Make a move. Let's get it going. I know it's feeling like everything you want, don't it? And you've been waiting your whole life for one moment. Well, baby, here it is. You better step to it. I know you're ready, right? Then, baby, let's do it. Let's move your neck to it. Put your arms and legs next to it. Then put whatever else is left to it. See, you're all in. Now you about to rock them. Got your focus, man. Now they got a problem. Who you talking to? Some right there. The man in the mirror. I see him quite clear. Do your thing, Cap. Work it out, dog. Open up their minds. Be about yours. Silence everyone who ever tried to doubt yours. Get your mind right. Keep your sound raw. Have me bass, man. Make it bounce more. Make them feel it from the ceiling to the ground floor. How it sound, y'all. I know it's crazy, right? I know it's crazy tight. Don't ever take me light. It's Cap love, y'all. And that's what's up, y'all. I game. I know exactly what you want, y'all. I make it jump, y'all. So put them up, y'all. Brown sugar Brooklyn is about to jump off. You got to give it to me. You need to give it to me. You better give it to me. Give it to me. Brown sugar, leave the ground sugar. Got the world sweating like fiends without cook You know you really want to give it to me. You better give it to me. You got to give it to me. Give it brown sugar. Lick your lips to it. Work your hips to it. A steady rocking like this. Like one, two, three into the four. That brother Cavi Cavi says to let him know. This for my hustlers, this for my scramblers, this for my sexy mommy, sexy mommy. For everybody, everybody at any party, and watch them rock to it, bounce and pop to it. This here's hot music, Duke. I'm not losing. You need to stop fooling. I know the game very well, boy. I'm not stupid. Sharp and smart moving, applying a heart to it. Came here to get the ghetto blocks moving, and after rocking them, the porch and backyards moving. Keep it cracking, 'cause I love the way that y'all do it. You got to give it to me. You need to give it to me. You better give it to me. Give it to me. Brown. Sugar, leave the ground shook up. Observe the way how we make it sound good up like you got the hit it to me. You need the hit it to me. You got the hit it to me. Get around sugar. Lick your lips to it. Work your hips to it. Steady rocking like this. Damn, baby. Damn, baby. Damn, baby. Single Simulcast, episode 182, Fat Man Wild, Rashani. Don't get excited because the voice is back. You know it's going home soon. <laughs> I don't even I don't even get used to it being here. I'm just like, yo, voice. And then it's like, yeah, I'm out. And I'm like, fuck you, voice. Fuck you so bad. Um, I coached uh, three basketball games yesterday, which probably didn't help out the situation at all. But, you know, when you're in the game, 
you got to play it out. So um, at some point, the voice is going to go out again. And for that, I just say, listen harder. I have a love of Spotify and of uh, MP3 players and of uh, podcasts and of not having to listen to the radio anymore. And I have a ton of playlists on Spotify. Like, seriously, if you look me up, I have a great R&B playlist, a great jazz playlist, a basketball playlist, which is all of the clean music that I can find on Spotify. Like, it's hard work. It is hard work, fuck, fuck, fucking a bunch of clean music on Spotify because it doesn't generally exist. But I found it and I made a playlist of it. So if you are riding around in the car with your kids and you're only listening to the instrumentals of songs because you don't want them to hear the cuss words in difference, please, by the way, check out uh, Game Enthuse. Uh, it's a great podcast available on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, shout out to him and Tiny and Mike. Um, but if you're doing that, check out my playlist, and then you can go ahead and have clean music. It has Christian rap on it, because I like rap. It has regular rap on it. Well, it has rap on it. Um, it has some rock music on it. It has some R&B on it. It has some jazz on it. And I really enjoy listening to it. And the reason why that came to mind was because a few days ago, um, I was riding around in my car with the windows down because it's May, you know, it, it's the weather might be weird at times, but bottom line is it's still May out here. And so um, I'm going to have my windows down and my air conditioner off and I might just ride at two miles an hour so everybody can see me in my minivan um, because I don't care what you think about dudes driving minivans. I got a family and basketball teams to cart around, so fuck your feelings. Um but I was riding around with the windows down and I'm going like 30, 45 miles per hour in a 25 mile per hour zone because I'm trying to get to where I need to be at. It's important. There were no cops around. And you, have you ever noticed that the cops are usually the ones that are speeding down the streets? Usually, you know, the ones who are uh, driving recklessly. I uh, followed a cop a few days ago because he was going down the same street I was going down when I was on my way to work. This cop sped off the freeway, like cut across four lanes of traffic to get off the freeway um, without turning on his blinker. Actually, highway patrol. I guess there's a difference between cops and highway patrol. The similarities are very, 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 very visible, though. Punk asses. Um, he's cutting the traffic. Uh, sped off the freeway, uh, made a right-hand turn into the closest right-hand lane without turning on his blinker or stopping. So he basically did a California stop at that light. Uh, got into the middle lane of the uh, street without turning on his blinker. So that was like five times where I could have cited him for not turning on his blinker. Um, he sped through a yellow light. I could have cited him for that. Um, he was speeding down the streets anyway, and he was looking down at, I guess, his computer. Because if you've never been black, or you've never been locked up, or you've never just ridden with a cop, um, you know people ride with cops for fun? Did you know they do that? Like a ride along with cops for fun? For real, that happens. Yeah. 
Um, they, they'd have me doing a ride along and they'd be like, hold on, I got to pick up my canine partner and put him in the back seat with me. Oh, we're not supposed to be in the back seat in a ride along. Oh, didn't even know that. See, these are the things, this is the life. But anyways, um, so yeah, busted up like five or six traffic laws to get to his job. Like he, I guess he was late. Oh no! I felt like calling in on him. I had his car number and everything, but then I was like, you know what? He'd probably come back and shoot me, and then say that I was reaching for a gun when I'm standing outside wearing biker shorts with no shirt on. Yep, sounds about right. But um, yeah, I was riding through my neighborhood, 45 miles an hour. Um, And I get to a stoplight and I'm listening to, um, uh, gots to be real, you know, you know, gots to be real. Um, um, uh, Cheryl, uh, I don't even know what her name is. Cheryl Ray, you know, Cheryl Lynn to be real. I was listening to it and I am banging it out. I mean, I'm just bumping it because the song is so dope. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just sitting there and I'm bumping this song and I'm at the um, intersection on pretty much 51 dummy. You know, the music is playing. I'm in a great mood. I'm feeling myself and I'm like, okay, let me um, just get out there. I'm sitting there at the traffic light, and I'm bumping this music, and I'm dancing. You know, I'm doing the wop. Is that a, that's a racial slur, right, for a dance? Is it? I've never figured that out. But I'm doing my thing. I'm doing my 18W, and this car pulls up next to me. And they look at me grooving, and they hear the music. And they know that this song is the lick. And so they're watching me just groove, and I'm doing my two-step in the seat. Like, I'm doing salsa dance. I'm getting it. I'm jigging. And you just see them trying to hear what I'm hearing, and then you see them look down at their radio. And that made me think about the old days. You know, back in the day when you could pull up next to somebody who's listening to something great on the radio and you see their head bobbing and everything, and nine times out of ten, you would be able to find the station that they were listening to, and then y'all were two grooving people in a car, in two separate cars, but in the same space. There was nothing more beautiful than that, in my opinion, because I love music. That moment where you pulled up next to somebody and they were listening to... um, you know, love train or something like that, and and you hear their song and you find it. They're listening to they're they're listening to Keith Sweat. Something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? They're listening to that old fashioned Keith Sweat. Something something just ain't right. And um, you find it and y'all are both just doing your dance. Ba-da-doom, doom 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 doom. Y'all both doing it. You know what I'm saying? And now y'all both just go. Uh, and y'all look at each other, you nod, 
And sometimes you synchronize your head movements. So now you're both going, uh, uh, uh. And for those of y'all who don't know, I'm pumping my arm to the right while I'm bobbing my head to the right. And then I'm pumping my arm to the left while I'm bobbing my head to the left. There's nothing quite like that. There's nothing quite like this. When you find that perfect song on the radio and someone else finds that perfect song on the radio, damn it, did we just become best friends? <laughs> that was the moment. In that moment, I'm going to let this play for a little while long because I love this song. Whining ass keep sweating. Or wearing that Bill Cosby sweater on his first album cover. But so it's like y'all hear they hear that beat and you hear that beat and y'all just gigging. Y'all really getting it. And it's a beautiful thing. And that is dead now. That is dead because there's no longer any. There's no chance in hell that any music you're listening to, I'm going to be able to find. Unless I hear the call signs of the radio station, if I hear you listening to music in your car, I'm just going to assume that it's Spotify or an MP3 player or iTunes or something else, and I'm not going to find it on the radio. That bond is gone, and I think that that was the beginning of Road Rage. I think that's where civilization first started falling apart was when we could no longer eavesdrop on what the other person was listening to in the car and find it. I think. I might be crazy. I might be a little bit sick. But, you know, this is how I feel. And, and I think we need to get back to that. I think we need to take one day out of the week where we are just all on the same page in our cars listening to our music doing our things. I think I think we should all just set out a day where we're all just You know what I'm saying? Somebody pulls up next to you. And they look over at you. Turn it up a little bit. And now y'all both do I think that needs to happen. I think that'll make America better. Good joke. <laughs> mm. Mm. 
gotta give me a moment on that one. Um, so, I have to apologize often for my ignorance in a lot of situations. Like, I'm trying to learn about a lot of things, but I don't know everything. I'm the host with a lot of the answers now. Before I was a host with all the answers, now I'm a host with a lot of the answers because as I get older, I realize the more I know, the more I realize I don't know nothing. The man that knows something knows that he knows nothing at all. Does it seem colder in your summertime and hotter in your fall? Yeah, I put my finger up in the air and started waving it back and forth. That's that's how we get down. Mm-hmm. But um, I have lived my entire life and have only known... Uh, One person uh, who got lupus. And um, the way that I knew them was in college. They got bit by a deer tick uh, while in our zoology course. They got bit by a deer tick and got lupus. And um, never knew what happened to the young lady. Uh, We weren't actually that close. We were in the same class together. Uh, Never knew what happened to her next. Never knew... um, what road she traveled upon or anything like that, which is why the internet is so bloody awesome. And, 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 um, social networking is so great. And I recommend to everybody that they take time out to, uh, join a social network so then they can expand their minds and their horizons because it's important. Um, Lupus, I am learning more and more about it every day. And so I'm like, since this is my show, I may as well teach y'all about it too. You know, um, lupus is a chronic autoimmune disease that can damage any part of the body, skin, joints, and or organs inside the body. Chronic means that the signs and symptoms tend to last longer than six weeks and often for many years. And lupus Something goes wrong with your immune system, which is the part of the body that fights off viruses, bacteria, and germs. So, like, the flu is just going to take you out. And, by the way, this information is coming from www.lupus.org. And, let's see. Normally, our immune system produces proteins called antibodies that protect the body from these invaders. Autoimmune means your immune system cannot tell the difference between these foreign invaders and your body's healthy tissues. Auto means self and creates autoantibodies that attack and destroy healthy tissue. These autoantibodies cause inflammation, pain, and damage in various parts of the body. Lupus is also a disease of flares, which means the symptoms worsening, you feel ill, and remissions, which means the symptoms improving, you feel better. And... I have a friend named Nicole who has lupus. And um, one of the things that she's been uh, describing or been talking about is how uh, people will see a vehicle that has a handicap placard in it and see a person walking normally and will leave hateful, evil, ugly messages on the vehicle because you know anonymity is a great confidence booster and just saying you're not ill and you didn't fight for this country and obama should never be president and blah 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 and all that kind of talk 
And she's like, well, I have lupus. So my symptoms flare up and subside. I can't do anything about that, but I can't get rid of it either. And these folks need to understand where I'm coming from, but they don't understand where she's coming from because they don't know where she's at again when it hits the fan. So in such, I'm taking this time out to try and educate myself. And in, and hopefully in, in me educating myself, I'm also reaching one or two of y'all. So these are some additional facts about lupus that you should know. Lupus is not contagious, even through sexual contact. You can't catch lupus or give lupus to somebody. Lupus is not like or related to cancer. Cancer is a condition of malignant abnormal tissues that grow rapidly and spread in the surrounding tissues. Lupus is an autoimmune disease, as was described above. Lupus is not like or related to HIV or AIDS. Lupus can range from mild to life-threatening and should always be treated by a doctor. With good medical care, most people with lupus can live a full life. Research estimates that at least 1.5 million Americans have lupus. The actual number may be higher. However, there have been no large-scale studies that show the actual number of people in the U.S. living with lupus. More than 16,000 new cases of lupus are reported annually across the country. It is believed that 5 million people throughout the world have a form of lupus. Maybe this is why we don't hear so much about lupus. Lupus strikes mostly women of childbearing age, ages 15 through 44. You know, breast cancer awareness wasn't that big until uh, Susan B. Komen or Susan Komen and, 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 and the walk for cancer and all that kind of stuff happened. It wasn't until a young lady decided to stand up and speak about it and really make it a, a, a worldwide topic of conversation and an issue that it actually gained credence. Even now, men can get breast cancer, but men will say, I can't get breast cancer because I don't got no breasts. I'm a man. So take a disease that can actually strike men and they'll worry about it. Take a disease that likely will only affect women and will laugh about it. Take a disease that pretty much only strikes women and will ignore it. 15 to 44. How many of y'all knew about lupus? Be honest. Raise your hand. And I'm about to do a quiz right now, and I know I'm going to fail it because I didn't know much about it. Like I said, I knew one person, one young lady, and I said that before I even knew that it was mostly women who get lupus. One young lady who had gotten lupus. I feel bad now. Women of color are two to three times more likely to, to develop lupus than Caucasians. There's another thing. So once again, black women... And the caring stops. Just putting that out there and setting it down. You know, just going to walk right past it. People of all races and ethnicities can develop lupus. My question is, um, my question is, can how, like, do you get it from deer ticks? Like, how do you get lupus? 
And and because I I had the young lady, like I said, the young lady who got it. I thought it was from getting bit by a deer tick, but now I I know that I may not know. Let's see. As many as 80% of people with lupus experience fatigue. For some people with lupus, fatigue is their main symptom. Fatigue can be debilitating, even to the point to forcing them to stop working. It is unclear why extreme fatigue happens in so many people with lupus, but the following appear to play a role. Disease activity, pain, age, current medications, poor physical and mental health, and a lack of a good social support. All right, let me do this quiz real fast, and then we're going to go. Do you know lupus? The facts might surprise you, like the fact that the impact of lupus can range from a skin rash to a heart attack or stroke. Play the no lupus card game to test your understanding of this cruel disease. Thanks to players like you, to date, we've raised more than $50,000 for lupus research. $50,000. Let me see how much has been raised for breast cancer awareness. How much money has been raised for breast cancer research? 50000 for lupus. Uh, $261 million for breast cancer. $50,000 for lupus, though. $50,000. Play your hand and share what you've learned. Challenge others to know lupus so we can have a future for no with no lupus. All right, let's try this out, y'all. Lupus is an unpredictable autoimmune disease that can affect the heart, lungs, kidneys, or all three. I'm going to select, well, I know it can affect the hearts and the, damn it, Rashani. I'm going to say all three. Yes, the ability of lupus to affect a person's heart, lungs, kidney, or skin is part of what makes it so challenging to diagnose, understand, and treat. Lupus develops in response to a combination of factors both inside and outside the body. True or false? True. True. Many, but not all scientists, believe that lupus develops in response to a combination of factors both inside and outside the body, including hormones, genetics, and environment. Women make up what percentage of the total population with lupus? You're going to have to give me a moment. And it's not like they give you, like, a, a four different guides. This is a sliding bar that just goes from 10% to 100%. So this ain't easy. <laughs> I'm going to say 80%. (laughs) It was 90%. I was wrong. Though men and children can also develop lupus, 90% of people with lupus are women, and they most commonly develop symptoms between the ages of 15 and 44. Next question. 
Lupus is sometimes called the cruel mystery. I believe that. True. Lupus is known as the cruel history because the cruel mystery because it is hidden from view, has a range of symptoms, comes out of nowhere, and has no known cause or cure. So it so right there, boom, that answers my question. The deer tick was not the cause of lupus. It was just it just happened at the same time, I guess. I gotta look. I know they just said that, but can you get lupus from a tick bite? No, you can only get Lyme disease from a tick bite, not lupus. So you know what? I just completely fudged that whole thing up. She did not have lupus. She had Lyme disease, which is another disease that I know nothing about. Lyme disease often mimics other diseases like lupus, Crohn's disease, multiple sclerosis, chronic fatigue. Jesus Christ. Hmm. Sheesh, gonna have to look into that later. Doggone it. Next question. On average, how many years does it take to be diagnosed after a person starts experiencing the symptoms of lupus? And it goes from a sliding bar from one year to ten years. I'm going to say seven. Six. I'm just, I'm always one step off. Based on a recent study from the onset of symptoms, it takes an average of six years for a person to be diagnosed with lupus. Next question. A flat reddish rash across the bridge of the nose and cheeks occur on what percentage of people with lupus? 40%. I'm going to say 40. So close. It's 30%. See, I'm getting kind of tired of this. this. This ain't working for me. An estimated 30% of lupus patients experience the malar or butterfly rash across their noses and cheeks. So you, I've seen people with that spread across their cheeks, and I, I never knew. I never knew. Nobody, nobody ever asked questions about lupus. I know a gang of stuff about AIDS. I know stuff that I shouldn't even know about HIV and AIDS and HPV. And I know all the STDs. I know the ABCs are STDs. You feel me? I tried to make that rhyme. It probably didn't work. Next question. On average, what's the annual cost of lupus, ex including expenses related to treatments and lost hours of work? I'm going to go with 20000 The uh, category or the answers are 1000 5000 10000 and 20000 I'm going to go with twenty. Correct. A lupus patient's average medical and loss of productivity costs are roughly 20000 per year and can increase to 63000 per year if she or he has kidney complications. Kidney inflammation, a serious complication, is experienced on average by what percentage of adults with lupus? And the answers are 10%, 35%, 40%, and 75%. I'm going to say 75%, and I was incorrect. It's actually 40%, and I feel bad for saying this, but thank God. Thank God that it's not nearly as high as I thought it was, but 40% is still too high. You know what I'm saying? 40% of adults with lupus and as, as many as 66% of children ultimately experience some form of kidney complication. And the last question, some of the serious complications of lupus may include heart disease, stroke, seizure, kidney infection, and lung disease. I'm going to say true. Lupus and the medications used to treat the disease have been associated with increased rates of heart disease, seizure, infection, and inflammation of the lungs and other organs. My results? 
I finished level one and scored 89%. We have reached our first milestone and raised more than $50,000 for lupus research, and 81,794 people are taking the challenge to know lupus. I'm going to go ahead and share this on Facebook in hopes that more people are able to um, learn about lupus. I'm going to share it on the Facebook page, so you can go to Single Simulcast and check that out. Um, we gotta, we gotta do better. We gotta. You, you, it's, it's just that simple. We gotta, we gotta. Okay. Fat Man Wild, spin the beats. This single simulcast. I'm Amber P. I'm also black, sexy, geeky, and mental. And you are listening to Single Simulcast. Rock on, cool kids. This is your boy, Scarfinger, retired podcaster extraordinaire. Um, actually, I ain't retired, nigga. I quit. Um, but, yeah, you're listening to the Single Simulcast, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. 
well, since I'm not a podcaster, does that count anymore? Like, I'm I'm not really sure. But apparently it's still your favorite podcaster's uh, favorite podcast. So I guess, you know, find your favorite podcaster and it'll be their favorite podcast. Holler at your boy. To get nothing but in the ground with it blown out. Oh, well, tell me how he got the stuff and he tough and he was young with a grown mouth. Zoned out, cause my mother was grown house. Empty what he sent me with the alone route. Bone out to the studio, hit the Don Julio. My duty go with a Rudy, yo, get up and get the song out. My angel fades, then came more rage. And even though strange so paid, something inside of me singing it ain't your days. My religion, walking away. My prediction, lost in the great. I'm thinking the Holy Spirit don't really want to hear it. So people who giving me evil, they off in the pay. Anybody really want it? I'ma get dirty when a demon is my opponent. Feeling foggy any moment. No, you would never be the owner because I'm on it. Losing, mama really did it. Demons really gonna get it. I'm looking for the light. I'm asking you, open it. Losing all of my inner good and no hope with it.
My name is Nikki Blue, and I am the resiest red kid you will ever find. to single simulcast. Single simulcast episode one eighty two. I told you the voice is gonna go back home pretty soon. See, it's right there. Fat man wilds on the beats. I love that dude. He looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy, but is just. Such an excellent DJ, and I've been looking for a DJ for so long that I was just, like, happy to have him around, so I was like, fuck it, fat dude, you can come on in. Um, my homeboy, um, Deshaun, a.k.a. Big Boy 1077, has started his podcast. Um, right now, it's called The Podcast Without a Name. It's available on SoundCloud.com. Um, and it's really, really interesting. It's really funny. Um, I actually want to take this time out to play a little clip that he has of his show because I just found it hilarious. Hold on one second. So I have some random thoughts this week, right? And um, one of my random thoughts was I want to get back into shape, like, you know, through exercise and whatnot. So I plan on playing some more basketball and all that. Like, well, not playing some more basketball because that would imply that I had been playing basketball and being that I'm kind of fat and lazy. And just got out of the hospital because I'm fat and lazy and have high blood pressure. Uh, <laughs> no diabetes, though. I ain't crossed that bridge yet, and I don't plan on crossing that bridge. But um, I want to play more basketball. So, you know, I have been looking at some basketball clips and all that, trying to, you know, look at some moves that I can practice when I get to the court. And I came across a video of a kid with one arm, dude. Like, like he wants to play college ball, and like he was on, like, one of the YouTube pages where they show off, like, the upcoming college athletes and whatnot and this guy with the one arm was amazing dude like he had like one fully developed arm and one non-fully developed arm and i'm gonna be honest i'm an asshole so i'm not gonna be trying to be all political and sound smart and all this type of stuff because i'm not and i'm a bit of an ass so he had a nub right (laughs) he was killing these dudes like he was crossing them up shooting the three-pointer i was like Yo, he crossed the cat, right? Like, hold on. You guys have to stop, like, pause this or whatever. Go to YouTube, type in high school high school uh, basketball player, one arm. Like, he was crossing these dudes. Like, he had a behind-the-back move with the nub, son. He like a Allen Iverson crossover <laughs> with the nub. And I wasn't trying to laugh, but <laughs> he was fucking them kids up, B. Like, it was crazy, yo. And that shit got me to thinking, like, like, now that guy, he has, you know, obvious skills or whatever, and he's really good. Like, I'm pretty sure he'll play on a college team. Like, as many scrubs as there is with two arms, uh, he's better than a lot of people I know with two arms, and he only has one. So I'm not worried about him playing on some Division two, Division three, hell, even Division one school. I don't, he, he'll get on the team. But you, you ever see those videos on, like, ESPN where, like, the kids come out, like, the team is getting blown out. And then the the team that's winning the game sends out that special kid like autism, you know, or Down syndrome or whatever, and they let the kid come in and shoot three pointers and score and all that and be a part of the team, right? Like, I'm sorry, but that shit couldn't happen to me. I'm just be completely honest. Like, as soon as they put that kid in the game, I'm dinging him up full court, yo. <laughs> we finna come back. They gonna have to pull that dude off the court. Every time they pass in the ball, I'm going to steal that shit. I'm going to cross that nigga up. I'm going to shoot threes in his face. Fuck that. You're not bringing this kid on here to embarrass me. We're already getting blown out. 
Y'all are already kicking our ass. There's no way in hell that I'm going to let y'all bring out this kid. And then he's going to embarrass us too. Oh, no, we're going to leave him open to shoot three-pointers. No, 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 no. <laughs> people like that, I know they want to be treated like normal people, like everybody else. So you put him in the game, I swear to God, I'm about to turn into Kobe Bryant. Gary Payton, every time this dude touched the ball, I'm stealing that shit. I'm going to dunk on him. I'm going to cross him. I'm going to shoot shots in his face. I'm going to talk shit. I'm going to knock him down. Fuck that. Y'all are not putting this kid in the game and think that he's going to shoot these wide open jump shots and have more points than me because we're already getting blown out, okay? So, you know, i seen one video. I think the kid had like 15 points because he kept hitting like three-pointers or whatever. Fuck that shit. Every time he goes up to shoot the fucking ball, I'm packing that shit. I'm sending it right down his fucking throat because there's no way this kid is going to embarrass me. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm a piece of shit. My coach is going to have to pull me out of the game. I know we're going to talk about it or whatever. They have agreements with the other team. Hey, listen, you guys, we're beating you by 40. We're going to put this kid in. Uh, you know, he's a special case. We're going to let him shoot the ball. You know, it's going to be all hunky-dory. Fuck that shit. And speaking of which, I don't even want to play for a coach that would agree to some shit like that. Fuck that. You kicking our ass, you better keep your starters in, your scrubs in. You ain't sending the, the ultimate scrub in there to fucking embarrass us. It's like when the Pistons were really good back in the early uh, 2000s, whatever. They used to have uh, Darko Milicic, right? Which we should have dropped to Carmelo Anthony. But hindsight's 2020. We're not gonna. We got a championship. I'm not gonna complain about that. But um, they used to put him in the game because Larry Larry Brown didn't like to play um, rookie players, and they used to call him the human cigar. That meant that we was beating the shit out of you so bad that we'll bring in Darko Milicic to fucking you know finish you off basically you know like <laughs> i'm sorry like that means that we we're beating you so bad that you're not coming back and basically we done lit the cigars on you that that's how i would feel if they like put that kid in the game when i'm in the game no siree i'm i'm dead ass serious when i say this i will not i will not i will not take it I don't care if it was football game that was beating us by 80 touchdowns. I mean, not 80 touchdowns, but like 80 points or whatever. And then they put the special kid in so he can run it or throw the ball or some shit. There's no, I'll pick him off. I'll tackle that nigga like I'm Ray Lewis. There's no way. There's no way. Uh-uh. Fuck that shit. I believe in equal rights to everybody. Nigga, you are not coming in this game and embarrassing me, yo. So... Anyway, that was just a thought. Don't think I'm an asshole. You can think I'm an asshole. I am an asshole. Um, That's my boy, big boy, 1077, Deshaun Young. And I'm, I'm going to put his show uh, information into the show notes so y'all can check him out. But that shit is hilarious. That right there is just mm-hmm, great. Um, <clears throat> I got kids in my family who have autism. I have kids in my family that are younger than me. I have kids in my family, period, that want to flex and think that they can do stuff that they're not able to do, like beat me in basketball. And so I will take it to them like a boss. Like I pound it on them. I will post up on them. I will shoot it in their face. I will block their shots. I will demoralized them and you know what it was all good until I demoralized kid awesome and then he cried and I felt bad because I beat him so he was fucking piece of shit dog I'm an ass 
I know this. I know I am trying to get better. Step by step, I am trying to improve my life. And as you can hear, the voice is back to where it's supposed to be for now. So let's celebrate. Um, I know what I am and I know what I'm not. And I I struggle with it every day. Um, Don't worry about calling me a fake Christian. I've been called one since. I think the first time I was called a fake Christian was back in like 2010. So there's that. Um, But yeah, Kid Awesome. And I were playing one on one to twenty, and he was hitting J's for days, homie. And at first, I was playing off him because he's 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 seven. And while I know how much he plays basketball, he's seven, right? So I'm like, okay, whatever. So I back up off him, and I um I got threes in my face like over and over again. I think he hit like five three pointers. And then, so I started playing up on him, and he crossed me, and he took it in for four more points. So that was 19 points, and the score was 19 to 6 at that time. And I was like, yo, you're not going to beat me. And he had this cocky look in his eye like he was going to beat me. No, little homie, little nigga, I literally just said, you're not going to beat me. And um, I deed up. What do you mean you deed up? I mean, I hope the fuck up on that nigga. I deed up on him. I got in his chest. Chest to chest, Gary Payton. And this is on a seven-year-old, homie. I'm like on him. I am in his grill. I got your mind in my pocket, little homie. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Oh, you get mad now? Oh, you get mad? I'm talking to a seven-year-old dog. Oh, you get mad? Oh, you get mad? Triple Kenny's on the side of him like, oh, yeah, you ain't going to take him because you ain't no way you taking your dad. Ain't no way you taking your dad. And Kid Awesome is getting madder and madder because every time he tries to do a step back jumper, nigga, I'm six foot one. He's like four foot two. Every time he does a step back jumper, all I do is step forward and block that shit like Anthony Davis, nigga. And I'm like, yeah. I blocked that nigga shit so hard once, dog. It flew into the neighbor's yard, and I made that little nigga go and get the ball. (laughs) So I'm playing him, and I'm playing him, and I'm not going to lose. I know I'm not going to lose because I told him I'm not going to lose, and I'm just up in his chest, Gary. Like like Deshaun said, Gary Payton style. Like, I'm in his jeans, nigga. I'm on this kid. And no Sandusky. And... I am just taking it to the rack. I am just laying it up on him. I'm crossing him up. I'm doing everything on this little kid. I am just beating the shit out of him. And the score goes from 19 to 6 to 19 to 9 to 19 to 12 to 19 to 15 to 19 to 18 to 19 to 19 and he gets so mad that he chucks the ball at my face which makes me mad so I dunk on him for the 20th point I dunked on him and I set the ball down and I walked inside I beat the shit out of him And then I heard him crying. And that's when I felt like shit. Because it's not some random nigga on the block, you know. If it was a random nigga on the block, I wouldn't have felt no pain, no shame, no nothing. I would have been like, step your game up. But this is my little nigga. 
You know what I'm saying? This is my little man. This is my kid, Awesome. And he just saw a 13-point lead fucking evaporate. Just like... Like dust in the wind, dog. It was gone that quickly. And I did that to him. And I talked trash to him. And I did all of that to him. I mean, I was in his mind, dog. It was horrible. A 35-year-old beat the snot out of a 7-year-old in basketball and felt great for like 10, 15 seconds. And I'm still getting teary-eyed thinking about the tears in his eyes after I walked off the court because, I mean, it wasn't little tears. This nigga was boo-hooing. He loves basketball so much. So much. Well, let's be honest. He loves basketball so much he has a game today and he skipped it for a birthday party. But he loves basketball so much usually that he plays it six days a week, seven days a week. Plays it whenever he can. And I just beat him. No remorse. And in my mind, I'm like, that's what I'm supposed to do as a dad. As this this archetype states that I'm supposed to just take it to him and just beat the shit out of him and just let him know that you can't you can't stop me and you're not better than me but that archetype is saying I gotta beat the shit out of you I gotta beat you down and I gotta let you know that you're not better than me why can't the archetype be you can be better than me I want you to be better than me and why am I turning around and beating the shit out of him and then saying you know what I want you to be better than me When I just showed him that he's not better than me. Yeah, he's not better than me yet, but you know what? He's doing shit at the age of seven that I couldn't do till I was 13. This kid is a ball player. I just saw him cross a kid up in this game yesterday, and I was just like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I'm the coach, and I'm just standing there like, whoa. His mom got a look on her face like she shit the bed. Like, ooh. He didn't even know he did it. He went behind the back and crossed over immediately. Boom, boom. And just gone. Like, if he had taken it to the rack, it would have been a sports center highlight, nigga. Like, real talk. He did this. He shitted on this kid and pulled up. Like Steph Curry. Behind the back, between the legs. Crossed him up. Pulled up. And missed. But... The swagger is there and everything. And I'm supposed to be the one who beats the shit out of him because I'm his dad. Shouldn't it be more that I'm his biggest supporter because I'm his dad? Isn't that how it's supposed to work? And I'm not sure. I was talking to another dad about this. And he was like, I beat the shit out of my kids until they got old enough that they were able to beat me. And by then, it's like, you know what? Fuck you, dad. I fucking really hate playing against my dad. I did. I hated it because he never let me win. He never gave me any quarter and he would elbow me and everything. Nigga, I was 12 and he was elbowing me in my chest and all that kind of stuff and DM me up close and I couldn't get shots off. And I hated that. And you know what happened next? I fucking hated the sport that we played. I hate playing with him. I hated it. A sport that I now love to coach and I love to do everything with. I hated it when I was around him. 
I don't want my son to hate it. I don't want my son to hate anything. Liver. I'm never even going to give him an opportunity to try liver and make his own decision. That shit is gross. But other than that, I mean, really, liver. Y'all are eating the, the, the thing that collects the bile and disease from animals. But other than that, I don't want him to hate. Really, I mean, liver, like you. And then you try and mask it with onions, nigga. So you mask the nasty-ass taste of liver with the pungent smell of onions. That's like covering a skunk with doo-doo sauce. And saying that it's a delicacy. But. I just. I, I Look, I realized a while back that I'm not like everybody else. In a lot of different ways. Um, some guys did a show. I did a show called The Redefinition of Civil Rights. Where I talked about gay rights in America. Which I still feel like 100%. You ain't going to change my mind. Some guys wanted to do a show where they debated me about it. And initially I was like, okay. But then I was like, you know what? I really don't want to. Because a debate is a situation where two parties can amicably discuss their positions in hopes of at least forming a bridge. There's not going to be a bridge in this situation. There's not. I'm not going to change my viewpoints. They're not going to change their viewpoints. There's not even a chance they're going to change their viewpoints. So why do I want to put myself out there and get into an argument with guys that are really nice guys? Really nice guys. Why do I want to do that? Why do I want to risk a friendship? So instead of doing that, I said, nah, I'm cool. I didn't even say, nah, I'm cool. I just didn't answer, which is probably a shitty way to go in hindsight. In hindsight, you know, hindsight is 50-50. That's what white people tell me. Ah, did I call you a nigger? Hindsight is 50-50. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, my fist is in your face. That sight was 100% because it was getting bigger and bigger. You know, it was like 3D. But so they did a show that they actually uh, said was a response to my show and, 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 uh, like tagged me in it and mentioned me on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And one of my friends uh, was like, yo, you going to listen to the show? And I was like, why? He was like, what are your comments on her thoughts? I was like, I don't have any because I'm not going to listen to it. There's nothing good that's going to come from me listening to their show. I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not going to change my opinion. And it's not the first time that somebody's listened to my show and got insulted and did their own show, which I'm okay with because we need that discourse. But motherfuckers, instead of having that discourse and that discord and that distrust and that just palpable anger, enough anger that makes you want to go ahead and just do these shows. Just try and see where the other person's coming from. And if I listened to that show, I wasn't going to hear anybody trying to see where I was coming from. I knew that, so that's why I didn't listen. There was another situation before that where it happened. They were like, did you listen? What's your response? And I was like, no, I'm not going to listen because the host of the show told me that he didn't mean it. host of the show told me that it was all gravity. I don't know if he's lying or not. This is what he told me. 
And I don't really care enough to listen. I'm not going to start listening to somebody's show just to hear what they say about me. I'm glad that they're able to have a conversation based on something I said. That means it's something I said was important. Which means I'm on the right path. That's the only way I'm looking at things. I'm on the right path. I'm torching up discussions for y'all. I hope that somebody's able to have a discussion based off lupus. I hope somebody's having a discussion based off of that instead of having a discussion about why gays shouldn't have rights. Let's focus on what's actually important in this day and age. Let's focus. Let's have those discourses. Have me on your show to talk about that. Have me on your show to talk about depression, nigga. I've been in a hole. I don't know if it's been from being sick or what, but I have been in a hole for two weeks, dog. I have not had the energy to do this show, but I have not had the energy to do this show. And it's not like topics are not there. Dude, I asked people, what do you want me to talk about? And they gave me a host of topics. One of my homies, hey, how you doing, who just had a birthday. Happy birthday to you, Jeremy, and to you, Cheryl. Love you both. They hit me up and were like, yo, why don't you talk about um, old school video games? Take it all the way back to what you used to do. Because for those of y'all who don't know, and maybe one day I'll go ahead and post them up. I did a show called The Daily Grind where I used to discuss video game news. There's one that's on singlesimulcast.com right now that where um, I acted like I was Darth Vader and um, took over the show. And it was actually awesome. It was fucking hilarious. Even I'm like, damn, that was back when it was fun. Like, all the time, fun. Just off the top of my head, 30 minutes fun and, you know. So I'm going to talk about a video game that I played that I think everybody should play. If you have an Xbox One, a PlayStation 4, a 3DS, a PC, or a Wii U, I want to say. Those five consoles are where you can find Shovel Knight. And Shovel Knight is fucking brilliant. Shovel Knight is made by a group called uh, Vault Games, I want to say. Let me just check to make sure. You know me. I'm going to go ahead and type while I'm talking because double checking is important. Shovel Knight. And um, Yacht Club Games, I'm sorry. And it is a game that is a 2D side-scrolling platform game that is so, so much a love letter to the Nintendo and 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 to the late edition Nintendo games and early edition Nintendo uh, Super Nintendo games that it is just like crazy. If you have ever played Battletoads, Mega Man, the original Castlevania, any of those type of games, you will love this because it is. It's not taking stuff from those games. It is showing love to those games. In such a beautiful way. The game is bloody brilliant. You're a, a knight. You don't have a sword. You don't have nothing. You have a shovel. And your job is to get to the Tower of Fates where you can rescue your homie who was kidnapped. And you go through all these levels and you fight all these people. And you collect gold as you uh, continue through these levels. And you collect gems and all that kind of stuff. And there's... Uh, upgrades you can get for your life points and for your um, and for your um, magic and and the skills you can get like you can throw a, 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 a anchor that's a lot like the axe from the original Castlevania. It's just a wonderful game. 
and I really recommend it to everybody. I can't recommend it enough. It is an awesome, awesome game. I wish there were more games like it. I wish there were more people who knew about the beauty of the old school, 8-bit, 16-bit games. I wish. Um, now, back to what I was going to discuss a few moments ago before I started uh, thinking about uh, other people's podcasts. And again, be sure to check out Deshaun's podcast. That show is going to be awesome. Um, check out Open Forum Radio. That was a group that I was talking about earlier. Um, good people. I'm not even going to front. Henry and Larry are awesome. Absolutely awesome. I just don't know what they said on their show. I'm not going to listen to it, so. Uh, go ahead and check them out. They do podcasts that are, uh, a lot of their podcasts are based more from a, I want to say from a Christian standpoint, but I'm a Christian. So it's based more off of their viewpoints. Well, it's based off their, their viewpoints and, 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 uh, scripture and, um, they have shows. They have a debate show called Prove Your Point, which is really awesome. Uh, they have a show called What uh, Would God Say, I think. But check it out. Open Forum Radio. Um, yeah. Fat Man, go ahead and spin the beats. This thing is
or get fucked for your bucks. Scream one, two, three, peace to the real G. Still me, till these motherfuckers kill me. I can't give up, it's a black thing. And I ain't going back to the crack game. Bitches, let them point the finger. Snitches, let them point the finger. One, two, three, peace to my real G. Still me, till these motherfuckers kill me. I guess nobody loves a rap singer. That's why these motherfuckers <laughs> point the finger. Boom, 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 on your blood, yeah. Heroin, and you're listening to single simulcast. Hey, yo, Fat Man, wow, take a little something for those cars that be through. To Machiavelli to die, like he said, we ride or die for the West Coast. Life is all about roots, deep roots. I got pop little sister set you with your core with me on this one. Gotta let this steam off my chest. Press off the press, promoting death, obsessed. Like West Craven, we some made men. Still belly, yelling, fuck this world. Selling kicks, I hustle hard for my two kids. No love for a bitch. I switch my name up twice. Pushing this game, fuck vice. Fuck tag down the blast on they ass. Protect my life with a chopper to stop me from running up with the vest. It's still West Coast Mafia, can't fuck with the rest. I ride with cheese and killers, exchanging weed and skrilla. Savage like the old school stillers, guerrilla warfare. When I reappear in your nightmares in the burners and beam. Oppressive like Mussolini. Off the green weakness in the sea I scrutinize my enemies Utilize my abilities Reinvent my memory When the trick is squeezed So a nigga needs More drugs ain't no love Cause death still calling But as long as I got this coke plug My crew straight balling All in the magazines Throwing up dubs Official G's making history So I thank God For giving the gift to me They praise my name When they mention me Officially they Respect my shit Once we hit the next century They visualize me as something evil But my people know my game been true Since I was an embryo Holocaust info The brand trains on plenty hoes When the hood rats on park Yeah to the pretty hoes, to the videos. Never had to learn in much dirt in every city, though. We never talk to these haters, put the figure like our city, though. I break them off and lost success, doing shit get hectic. We the niggas blocking the exit, letting the tax bitch. Cold stripping. From the east to the west, keep heating the vest. Ain't no love from these thugs who be creeping with Texas. Seems like we only one step away from death. Hoes tripping down the bus for respect for all my G's. From the east to the west, keep heating the vest. Ain't no love from these thugs who be creeping with Texas. It seems like we only one step away from death. Hoes tripping down the bus for respect, so give me mine. Hoes tripping when I'm dipping out of state to state and flipping. Wait to pay, stop playing games with body, baby. I get to kill my tank. Now step aside if you ain't trying to feel a burn in the mix. Oh, heat of these niggas that'll bring you to your knees for me just like that. Best keep gang, quick, quick, 
before I come knocking down your door. I'll take your money, your bitches, your game while you sleep. I'll take your name, your fame. You can fed to the streets with no compassion. What I'm laughing, ain't no stopping your pain. Set tripping to keep my family name on top of the game. Come on, to the west, keep heating the vest. Ain't no love from these thugs who be creeping with Texas. Seems like we only one step away from death. Hoes tripping down the bus for respect for all my G's from the east to the west. Keep eating the vest. Ain't no love from these thugs who be creeping with text. It seems like we only one step away from death. Hoes tripping down the bus for respect. So give me one. Some of the riders, some of the homies slang came. Some of these niggas is balling. Some can't even maintain. They got too old to gangbang. So the next best thing is hitting licks. Most of these niggas is plotting because they hate to see me getting rich. Stacking chips on like they bitch. Nigga, we ain't no phonies. Got brain so cold when the game unfold. I blast my only homies. Nigga, this thug life ain't no love. No fear in my blood. I breathe killers. Addicted to nine millers. They better feel it, but they lady me the grill She touching the mic And if your bitch holler after the show, I'm fucking tonight My game airtight, but the rally boys keep me on noise And if you ain't West Coast, what you speaking is void My mama raised me kinda crazy and shady But now she hate me cause I'm thugging and huffing and can't Settle down with one lady, maybe pops was a hog like me But I don't know, we left a nigga for dead That's how this game go, you win some, you lose some Life, death, and prison, homie, choose one Rule one is never leave home without your favorite gun Rule two is never bite your tongue, speak what you feel Rule three is hustle hard until you touch a meal. Rule four is never trust a whole man. Before you buy, bring invest your money in this dope gang. Rule five is that you ride till you die low. We know remorse for these white folks. Rule six is never snitch unless you're ready for death. Cause once you tell a nigga, might as well murder himself. And when you turn to the law for help, you breaking codes, ain't you eat rule seven. Always duck once you low. Cause the fuck ain't over till somebody dies. Bet they plotting on catching your nigga slipping drunk and high. Rule number eight is never trust your homie with your weight. Cause you might turn fake and try to bounce out of state. Rule nine is be a real man. Father your kids. You only got one life to live. Keep the faith. Rule ten is when it's time to kill. Never leave a witness. No love at all for these niggas or these bitches. It's the last day. to the west. Keep heating the vest. Ain't no love from these thugs who be creeping with Texas. Seems like we only one step away from death. Hoes tripping down the bus for respect for all my G's from the east to the west. Keep eating the vest. Ain't no love from these thugs who be creeping with text. It seems like we only one step away from death. Coast tripping down the bus for respect. So give me mine. The show Big West up to Marin, California, aka the jungle. Much love to the Johnson family, the Shakur family, my folks Zaire. Pimp shit, nigga. Simulcast episode 182, Fat Man Wild, Rashani, you, and for that, I thank you. Um, again, you can check us out on singlesimulcast.com. You can check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, voicemail number is 916-572-9016. 
email address is single simulcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Rashani, R-A-S-H-A-N-I-I. I'm there sporadically. Single simulcast, S-I-N-G-L-E-S-I-M-U-L-C-A-S-T. Uh, no space or anything like that. And you can check out the uh, Facebook page for Single Simulcast and go ahead and like it. Uh, you can leave a review on iTunes or on Stitcher. I say that, but nobody ever does, so fuck it. This next thing that I'm going to talk about needs a little bit of background. Um, There's two young ladies uh, in New York City um, on May 14th around 7 p.m. in Washington Heights. Um, And two undercover police officers um, have stopped them and are accosting them and accusing them of pushing a button. I don't even know because the guy starts filming after the situation has started, of course. But accusing them of pushing a button. The young ladies are in tears. They're um, saying that they didn't do anything. They just pushed the button. Um, And then uh, the police officers put their hands on the young lady and start pushing them towards the vehicles. Um, And... That's where we're going to start the video. So, hold on. Now, I'm going to pause this and say that this is four minutes and four seconds into this actual video. Uh, the prior four minutes was the cops... Uh, acting forcefully towards the young ladies and like I said pushing them towards the uh, police vehicle and accusing them of doing wrongdoing. Hold on. That's right. Put your hand on the kid. Put your hand on a 14-year-old child. Not one. You know your body. You know my job better than that. I sure do, but I know one thing you were wrong. You jumped out of the car and just grabbed her. That's right. You make sure. Find out what's your name? Find out what's your name and give it to your parents. They have no business ever touching you. What's your name, sir? What's your name? I don't need to give it to you. No, what's your name? Axel, what's your name? What precinct are you from? What's your name? What precinct? What precinct are you from? 3 precinct. Which one? 3 Listen to me. Get that license plate in the car. That's the whole problem. There ain't nothing ever coming good out of 3 What you doing, Mike? You make sure you CRB 5864. Give it to your parents. Tell them the situation. And you got the baby crying. I ain't gonna go to give you ample time to write it down. Ask him what his name is. First and last name. Second 
they said uh, they said she like they pressed a button or something well, like that. They grabbed this 14 year old, told her to come over here. You want to know what the circumstances is? Trying to say she was, and this is the one that got her crying. Really? Come on now. Make sure y'all make sure you tell her parents. She's expressing her First Amendment. It's her First Amendment right to speak. At this point in time, the uh, police have become aggressive, very aggressive, uh, towards the two young ladies. Why y'all doing that? Why y'all doing that to me? Mommy, that's a kid. Why y'all doing that? Why y'all doing that? Why y'all doing that? Step back. Why are y'all doing Step that back. to these kids? Now the coppers just tried to grab the young lady again. Now, this is coming from uh, the Cop Watch Patrol Unit website. Um, and on rawstory.com, the storyline that is um, the, the, the actual situation is this. Um, Police were responding to a report that a child had pushed a button on a police call box in the West Harlem neighborhood. One officer questions two young females after dragging them over by his car by their arms. After releasing both girls and climbing back into his car, a passing woman instructs one of the girls to get the officer's badge number and full name. While asking the officer for the information, telling him he had no right to manhandle her, the enraged officer leaps out of the car and attempts to grab her again. Then all hell breaks loose as the girl pulls away from him and multiple bystanders jump in between the two, tugging the girl away from him while shouting at the officer that he has no cause to arrest her. As his partner steps in, telling everyone to back off, the officer makes his way back to the car, once again attempting to grab the girl before giving up, getting in his car, and driving off. As he pulls away, one man can be heard yelling, respect the neighborhood. Here's the problem I got with this. I mean, I got a problem with the cops putting hands on the young ladies, definitely. I got a problem with all of that, and, and for pushing a button, that's just stupid. And I hope these cops get reprimanded, fired, written up, whatever's going to happen, even though they won't. They won't. I mean, there was video of it, but they won't. There won't be an investigation of this. Nothing will happen. They won't. 
period. Let's just put it like that. They won't. The issue that I have on top of all of that was in that video, there was the first four minutes. Like I said, the first four minutes, I didn't play them because the first four minutes were nondescript and pretty much silent. Apparently, there were men there that entire time, but they were too busy recording the situation instead of stepping in and actually dealing with the situation. That's what frustrates me. Instead of stepping in and helping out, they wanted to videotape the situation and just watch what was going on. These men wanted to stand back at safety's arm, uh, arm's length away at the very least, and videotape what's going on and cluck their mouth and talk about get his badge number and oh, I know the penal codes and all that kind of stuff. What good is that doing when these young ladies are getting hemmed up? And nobody wanted to step in and do anything or say anything until another young lady stepped up and said, y'all are doing wrong and you know you're doing wrong. And then all of a sudden, all of these men want to get vocal. I'm going to say it again, gentlemen. Far too often, it is a black woman who is standing up for us it is black women who are standing up for other women and other ladies and young ladies and young men and everybody it is never us somebody else stirs the pot somebody else organized the rebellion somebody else organized the uprising and we stand there and watch and videotape and world star and this is our website and we gotta do better than that you gotta do better than that. You knew that these two young ladies didn't do nothing to nobody, and you're just standing there recording, talking about, I know the penal code. And as soon as the young lady runs up and starts talking about how the police shouldn't have their hands on her, then all of a sudden, the, the cameraman all of a sudden wants to get vocal. Penal code says he has to give up his badge information. Where were you before? This video, which if you want to look, I'll go ahead and put the link into um, the show notes. But this video, you can see black men walking past, walking past the young ladies as they're being accosted. No cares. Just walking. Don't even look at them. Keep your head down. Keep your head down. I've told you before that I have a fear of cops. I have a healthy fear of cops because I know cops can kill me. But you know what? Cops are killing black women too. Renisha, Rakia. It doesn't stop because they're a different gender. It does not stop. They're still killing them. And yet they're still standing up and talking. And you know what? I will be damned if I'm in a situation where I see something going on and I don't speak up because I'm scared. I don't want to have to say after it's all said and done. Yes, that young lady over there was heroic and stepped in and helped out. And I stood back and watched. She did everything she could to help, and I stood back and watched. I don't want that to be the scenario. I don't want that to be the case. I can't. And I'm disappointed that this dude could. Thank you for the video. We need the proof. But where were you? Where were you? So, I... uh keep on reading these stories where just racism and ignorance and uh, misogyny and um, misconduct and just evil things happen in the world. And sometimes, you know, 
you want to laugh at them. Sometimes you get mad at them. Sometimes you just discuss them. But sometimes you're disgusted by them. But um, one thing that links them all in common is that they are all the same in one way. And so I've decided that I'm going to start grouping these uh, discussions up. And you can send me your ideas on these discussions or ideas for discussion. I decided that I'm going to group them all up into one segment that I like to call fuckery. What kind of fuckery is A North Carolina professor said over the weekend that he was suspended after he was caught writing in the New York Times comment section that there was a link between the Baltimore riots and strange names that black people had instead of having traditional white names. According to WTVD, Duke professor Jerry Hogue responded to a New York Times editorial titled how racism doomed Baltimore by suggesting that the author's attitude was what was wrong with the black community. What kind of fuckery is this? The blacks get symbolic recognition in an utterly incompetent mayor who handled this so badly from beginning to end that her resignation would be demanded if she was white, he wrote. The blacks get awful editorials like this to tell them to feel sorry for themselves. Hogue noted that the Asians, quote, I'm sorry, Hogue noted that, quote, the Asians faced discrimination throughout U.S. history, saying, quote, they didn't feel sorry for themselves, but worked doubly hard. I'm a professor at Duke University, he admitted. Every Asian student has a very simple old American first name that symbolizes their desire for integration. Virtually every black has a strange new name that symbolizes their lack of desire for integration. What kind of fuckery is this? Hogue noted that blacks made the problem worse by deciding by refusing, I'm sorry, to date white people. My daddy said, yeah, nigga. It was appropriate that a Chinese design won the competition for the Martin Luther King state, he concluded. King helped them overcome. The blacks followed Malcolm X. In a statement, Duke Vice President for Public Affairs and Government Affairs, Michael Schoenfeld, said that Hoag's comments were, quote, noxious, offensive, and have no place in civil discourse. Duke University has a deeply held commitment to inclusiveness grounded in respect for all, and we encourage our community to speak out when they feel like those ideals are challenged or undermined as they were in this case, Schoenfeld explained. Hogue told WTVD that the university had placed him on leave while his online remarks were under investigation, but he commented that his comments should not have been but should not have been controversial. I am, of course, strongly against the toleration of racial discrimination. What kind of fuckery is this? I do not know what racial intolerance means in modern code words. What kind of fuckery is this? And hesitate to comment on that specific comment, he wrote to the station in an email. In writing me, no one has said I was wrong. Just racist. What kind of fuckery is this? 
The question is whether I was right or what the nuanced story is, since anything in a paragraph is too simple. I'm strongly against the obsession with sensitivity. The more we have emphasized sensitivity in recent years, the worse race relations have become, he continued. In my opinion, the time has come to stop talking incessantly about race relations in general terms as the president and advocates and activists have advocated, but talk about how the Asians and Poles got ahead and to copy their approach. I don't see why that is insensitive or racist. What kind of fuckery is this? So, let me make sure I got this straight because I might be missing something. This white guy is stating that the reason why we riot is because we have weird names that aren't integrated with America. I just want to make sure that I got that straight. If I'm missing it at any point, please let me know. Call in. But it's to him because we don't want our names to fit in with the names that... uh, America has deemed appropriate and the Asians have because I guess the Asians and yes he grouped them all as the Asians I guess the Asians have seen the that the way for them to be successful is to have names like Joe and Bob and Lucy and I don't know what I do know is hi fuck you dude really look the names of these folks do not deter. You know what? Fuck it. Why am I even explaining this to you? Fuck you. Really? You're saying that every Asian student has a very simple old American first name that symbolizes their desire for integration. You know what the problem is here, ladies and gentlemen? The problem is simply that he has a problem. He is unable to really say the names of his students. And he mutters about it when he's at home with his wife while they're watching the Mitt Romney-Evander Holyfield fight about how Jaqueem and Lanisha and Rashani just have names that are just, why can't they just go back to good old-fashioned American names that are deep-rooted in American soil and trenched? Well, bitch, maybe they don't want to be trenched in American soil because American soil has done nothing for them but caused them pain and suffering. Huh? You don't know anything about that? You don't know anything about that? Okay. Um, I love how you also mentioned that the Poles and the Asians, this is how they got ahead. Yeah, you're not the guy who's out there doing the racial jokes at the bar, are you? Three Polish guys and a black walk into a bar. I'm just... You're a, you're a professor. Like... You're a professor. You are supposed to encourage and enrich your students regardless of race, name, gender, marital status, sexual orientation, any of that. That is your job. And for you to say these things in, a, in, in addition to saying that blacks made the problem worse by, re- by refusing to date white people... What kind of fuckery is this? What one of your students have you asked out on a date? That's the question. Who hurt you? Who hurt you? Y'all don't see this picture, but this dude's head looks like a lopsided egg. 
Real talk, his head is so off to one side that his glasses are tilted and he can't do nothing about it. His smile tilts upward. Like this dude's face is just everything that is wrong with anybody. Like this dude's face, has, he has a face that would make you, uh, if you stole his mom's car and he was in the back seat, you would drive back and kick him out the car because he's obviously bad luck. Like, I don't, I, I've never seen a person this ugly in my life. And I just, I believe that he has been told by many people that he is trying to date on the low that he's ugly. And so now he's just salty about it. It's appropriate that the Chinese design won the competition for the Martin Luther King state. King helped them overcome. The blacks follow Malcolm X. Bitch, really? The Asians faced discrimination throughout U.S. history. They didn't feel sorry for themselves, but worked doubly hard. Yeah, but you still locked them up, didn't you? Internment camps, right? Were you this happy about the Asians when, war, when World War II was going on? Were you? I really don't think you were. I really don't think you were this up in arms about them or you were this open arms about them. You were probably more up in arms about them at that point in time. But, you know, I'm sleepy. I'm sleepy. The blacks get symbolic recognition in an utterly incompetent mayor who handled this so badly from beginning to end that her resignation will be demanded if she were white. No, you know what? The blacks got symbolic recognition when six police officers fucked up Freddie Gray. And let's remember, they weren't all white. They were just cops. This ain't a race issue when it comes to cops. Cops are cops are cops. They are bad. If they are not bad, they are getting ostracized for trying to point out the bad ones. Let's make that known. It does not matter if you're black or white. Michael Jackson had that absolutely right. Or Asian. This dude, I'm... You know what? In this last part, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it, and then we're going to go ahead and just fuck it all. Um... This dude said his comments should not have been controversial. I am strongly against the toleration of racial discrimination. Nothing that he said was racist about, you know, the black names or how Asians uh, put their heads down and just walk through everything that they got and work doubly hard. But black folks just have their hand out and and um, do the black names and then refusing to date white people. None of that was racist. That was just dumb. That's what he's thinking. In writing him, nobody was nobody has said that he was wrong, just that he was racist. So he's connecting it to the fact that you said that he was racist. Ah, 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 you didn't say I was wrong. You didn't say I was wrong. I can keep doing it. It's like a little kid finding a loophole when you tell him to stop doing something. I told Kenny a few days ago to uh, clean up his room after he finished the level on his game. Well, he was playing online and he was playing a search and destroy game. So the level wasn't going to end. It was rounds. And because I said level, even though I was looking at the game and I knew it was search and destroy and I said levels, meaning rounds when he heard level, he had that loophole. Ah, 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 this level will never end. If I keep requesting that we play on this level, this level will never end. This dude found a loophole. You didn't say I was wrong. You just said I was racist. <laughs> what kind of fuckery is this? 
the question is whether I was right or what the nuanced story is, since anything in a paragraph is too simple. No, you are simple. You are simple, and this was a horrible idea, and instead of trying to walk out of it, you are just doubling down. I mean, the one thing I can say about the South that I really do appreciate is the fact that the racism is out there in the open. They don't try and hide nothing. They use extra strength racism to brush their teeth, and they just come out and open their mouth, and the just sweet smell of racism comes out. It smells like racism and sweet tea. It just comes out. It's just there. I am strongly against the obsession with sensitivity. The more we have emphasized sensitivity in recent years, the worse race relations have become. You know who talks about sensitivity and race relations and all these other catch buzzwords? White people who have no sensitivity about what black folks are going through and have no desire to improve race relations. Ain't that some shit? Fat Man Wild, spin the beats. This single simulcast, this motherfucker needs to get fired and have to work somewhere oh oh don't spin the beat that reminds me i'm not gonna retract i'm just gonna apologize so a while back i did a show uh called ranting and raving um in which i talked about folks working in mcdonald's and how they need to get a real job because rapping doesn't pay to rent and it does shout out to charlie muscle uh hennessy uh brother smith uh cherry red uh Ransom, Dirk Dig, Kendrick, Merck One. Um, and I said that the folks who were working at McDonald's needed to get up and get out and stop looking for an uh, uptick in minimum wage because if my daughter worked at McDonald's and she got a $15 job out the gate, she would never want to strive to do better. And that working in a low-income job in influences you to want to do better and makes you want to leave which it does i'm i'm still my mindset is it makes you want to leave uh but me saying that was actually incredibly insensitive to the fact that most of the folks who are working in mcdonald's are ages 30 and up at this point in time folks are just looking for a job where they can get a job um and folks are striving wherever they are to be able to feed their families. And it doesn't matter where they're working at. $8 is not going to feed your family. $8 ain't enough to feed me by myself. Like I'd be like, yo kids, I'm sorry. Got to get out of here. Better go over there with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and see if she'll give you some of those fucking lines. Um, it's not their fault that the job pays so little. And it's not my fault that my job doesn't. It, it's, it's just the way that it is. It's, I looked and I found that right job. But some people, the job that they can get because there's no other jobs available is a job that is forcing them to work menial hours or for a grossly low amount of money. And so the bottom line is that they need to get the $15 increase. $15 isn't even going to put them at a livable amount, but it's going to start to help. And it's not like it's going to affect my money. It's not like it's going to affect the money of the folks who are um, working in my company. You know, somebody said it to me once, and it, it actually made me think about the fact that while we're getting mad about folks who work minimum wage jobs wanting minimum wage to be bumped up to $15 an hour, the CEOs 
of these companies that are fighting against giving them $15 an hour are getting one, two, three, four, five million dollar bonuses for the year. Nobody gets mad about that. Nobody. That should be what we're looking at. The fact that the Walmart, you know what? Let me look. Walmart CEO salary. In 2014, the CEO of Walmart in 2014 made $25.6 million for the fiscal year of 2014. And we're mad because the folks want $15 an hour. That's not right. That's got to change. And the thing about it is, everybody can admit when they're wrong. It just... After that, it's what are you going to do next? Well, what I'm doing next is I am completely for the folks who are looking to raise minimum wage. I will do whatever I can to help out. I've been doing a lot of research on it, and it is a screwy, fucked up situation. And it's not getting any better. Any better. You know what? What's the CEO of McDonald's getting? And you know what? I, I'm, folks are telling me that they're so happy that the... Uh, that McDonald's isn't making as much money as they used to or whatever because their uh, food is no good, which it isn't. But they're not going to fire the CEO because of that. They're going to fire workers because of that. And then they'll have no money. The CEO of McDonald's made $9.2 mil, or $9.5 million in 2013. That's got to stop. The pay equality needs to get brought up for the lower class. It needs to. It's not going to affect anything else. It's not going to affect their the profits of the company. It's not going to affect anything. Pay those people. Pay them what they're worth. Pay them what you owe. Pay them for services. Pay them bonuses. Stop having people work on commission. Pay these people. And if you pay them, you know what's going to happen. They're going to put it right back into the economy, which is going to build up the need for more jobs to make more for uh, to establish more manufacturing for the stuff that the folks are purchasing because they have more money because their jobs bumped up the minimum wage. It's not rocket science. It just took me a, a, a while to see it. And I apologize for that. And everybody who has a job where they are working in minimum wage, I apologize for that. And I apologize for your struggle because I know that it's real. I'm really sorry. And I hope, I hope, I hope you can forgive me for that one. All right, Fat Man, spin the beats. This single simulcast. Peace. This is John. And this is Molly. And we're from the Pennyman Doctrine Podcast. Real shit with real people. And you are now listening to the single simulcast. Enjoy.
Father Teresa, the greatest black atheist of Father Teresa's wine cellar, and you're listening to the single simulcast. I just wasn't like I'm a 30-06 when I'm ripping the beat up, but then I heard he got pissed when I got at the top and they made him pretty hot. Sure. Cause he know when the tech and he needs a dirty chop. Sure. He's handled homes, he has a handful. How in the hell he hovering, having hella go ham though. No. I said the seven Richie Havens will be the man, so we put it together thinking Eminem was a gamble. Sure. Guess not, cause he beat the guest spot. Calico said what we doing, I said to him, let's chop. So now the people finally get three of the best lots. Sure. Never be another chopper's coming, so let's rock, nigga. Sure. You're on. People got to wonder if it's up for sure, it's on. 
song. Guess I got another killer making the tour strong. If you're thinking about it, then you're gone. Nobody can catch a meat to speed because I'm not to beat in the problem. And if you got a feed in your mouth, you won't have to beat it about a bummer. It's a lot of them, and I mean a lot of them. And me and Nina used to follow them. I got a lot of everybody. And this is it, man. The hitman, the hitman, karate. And the fans will lift hands with the dance and out of them. And the cans are to dance and we stand the pride of them. Who stands with two hands and move in the crowd of them. If I ain't making sense, if you did a stand with the amp, it'll be like a bass. It'll never been a gift. I'm making heat in my beat in my bro. They never heard of us. I'm looking, I'm turning up. I stopped the shirt off a super simple to make up an impotent if I want to be flipping niggas with feminine. That's what the purpose to pivot, pin and reverse the conditions I'm living in. It'll do bigger numbers than Eminem. Gotta be faster or smash on a nigga with half the cash. I'm a little sicker, quicker than your figure. I'm making super bigger than the winner. If you half ass deliver, and I'ma eat your dinner. Better than mine, I don't mean I mean other guys. I jump around to do that mean and I'm rubberized. Me and I'm master, mean and me murderized. We beat them, beat them to the big guns, beat them. Speed up. If you wanna go with us, speed up. I'ma leave them in the dust. Speed up. I'ma speed them when I'm speed up. Let me just check the seat If Stephanie Mills left in the extra reek Fills the extra seat pills next to me In the seat still Or she eat them all with a breakfast treat You inspect the seat? I'm in the habit of grabbing a mic and bath I'm gonna dab the mics But I might just slide on my fucking right And tap it after the night I'm grabbing it right from the medicine cabinet Cause that's what it's like And attacking it like a dragon A bite jack pack in the backpack When I write this thing A pin up inside I win up inside a Finnegan's diner With a cigarette lighter Figured I'd try to set a big in the fire That'd trigger the sprinkler system And not escape with the getaway driver Screwed up my limo collider With the cylinder divider I went through the window and ended up being pinned the side of a semi offender Beside a friend of the guys White friend of the flight attendant From Idaho The chuckle antenna in the vagina Cause when I pick up a pin I'm venomous And I'm the stickers Dennis the minutes Like an evil dental Hygienist is sinister You've been yelling to minutes I ain't fitted This time the genesis I'm a nemesis And nemesis to a feminist Fucking smart I like degenerate I got Ellen DeGeneres Trying to tell me These men are just full of jealousy Yippee is the female independence How would a clitoris Hit or miss You will never consider this A bit of disappointment I'll never fail to deliver this Whatever the weather in this Will be just like a certificate Of authenticity But I'm thinking about Just trying to figure The quickest and sickest Way to make them pick it up Pick a day to be quick Then I'm picking the wicked And shit to sight Spit it back on a level Incredible head from the rebel Unforgettable Better leave these beats I edible like a zero Lucy that's why I stalk my brain You think you've gotten away Uh uh not today Murder you on a song And then I just say I was with Dr. Drake And Robert Blake Eating lobster steak And coffee cake At a restaurant with Drake And Texas Gotta make sure that Our stories corroborate I'm a lot to take Like Kanye walking up on the stage For Beyonce Like it's my job to say That you're not a real artist But it's my obligation I'm the stable on his way You are not a Ammunition replenish the punishment It's gun and shirt Hunter words And a clip all that Which motherfuckers better run up You're not looking to get run over By the program And no wonder no one Don't wanna go and jump In front of a fucking runaway locomotive I get thrown up on him And just trying to fuck with stuff Speed up If you wanna go with us Speed up Fight, I flip it on fraudulent fellas, fulfilling fright. I flick it on fire, finishing when the flow and fly. Feminine fakers fall, I'm falling up with a fight. Never forget it, I step at the head of a critic. It's better than did it. You're to be a dead epidemic and wet up a clinic and make a bloody red up a cynic. Of an addict was having to get the let up a cynic. Go, it's never the devil. I put up a fight up in the industry. Pedal to metal, we're giving a light, a lot of energy. We rep and be checking, he that be cobra. If he's an evil enemy, it'll be over. Wanna get down in front of your town. You ever make a front of the clown? I'm gonna get down. We doing it under the ground. A wonderful sound. If anybody come at the hound, I wanna be found. We'll never be chopping without slick Rick. I got it from the record, lick the balls in this dick. If you never listen to me, a musical misfit. No, cause every time I be dropping, I get bit. I'm hearing a lot of rappers, they trying to spit quick. But the middle west got them and we kill them in this bitch. If you ain't in my circle of choppers, you missed it. Cause me and my nigga twist the ruler in this hip. Speed up.
United Again Movement, and you are now listening to Single Simulcast. If you want to catch the AUA mo- Movement, you can visit us at auamovement.org. Yeah. Now I
Esto es el Single Simulcast.